It's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Hello, this is a little podcast that we do and we promise to get through it in less than 10 minutes every single week. This is a week of music history in less than 10. So we're looking at June 19th until June 23rd. Amy Winehouse not at her best in 2011. Paul McCartney talks about his great life while technology stops the rain at an outdoor McCartney show in 2004. And in 1990, Elton John finally does it alone. Does what now? This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. So we'll start in 1990 when Prince played the first of 12 sold-out shows at Wembley Arena in London. But to bring it closer to home, do you remember the nude tour of that year in Cork? It's basically... uh a hot rock and roll show. You expect a lot of black people on stage this evening. Number a party. Just a funky groove. Number a funky groove. They're comparing us to the Stones for the greatest rock and roll band in the world. Also out on tour in 2011 this week, Amy Winehouse playing in Belgrade, appearing to be absolutely off her face and unable to perform. This is, uh, it's really, really sad. Now bear in mind, fans had paid €52 to see her in a country where wages are some of the lowest in Europe, so you would not be impressed if this is what you got. Bit awkward, isn't it? In 1969, David Bowie recorded The Space Oddity at Trident Studios in London. Of course, written about Major Tom, his fictional astronaut. He would also revisit Major Tom in Ashes to Ashes, Hello Space Cowboy and Black Star. But here's David on Ziggy Stardust too. The alien form for Ziggy, as, as he was supposed to be an alien of some kind, I based him very much on a Japanese concept. At that particular time in the early 70s, we knew so little about Japan, and Japan really hadn't exploited itself and brought its stuff over to the West, you know, so it still seemed like an alien society. But it was a human alien society, so the big you could make a human connection. In 2004, the organisers at a Paul McCartney gig hired three jets to spray dry ice into the clouds so it wouldn't rain during his gig in St. Petersburg. This was McCartney's 3,000th concert appearance. He had performed 2,535 gigs with the Quarrymen and the Beatles, 140 shows with Wings and 325 solo shows. Here's Paul now on his great life. It's still in my mind, is some kid from Liverpool. You know, okay, I've done all these amazing things and been rewarded and had all these achievements and stuff. But I think what keeps me sane, you know, is that I still just think I'm some guy trying to do his job, you know. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1975 this week, Richie Blackmore quit Deep Purple to form his own group. They were called Rainbow. Here's Richie now. Uh, initially, it was my idea to have a rainbow because I did a thing called the California Jam, which had a kind of fake rainbow behind us. And that gave me an idea. I thought, well, that looks quite nice. Then 
I forgot about it and then we um, formed this band and with the name I just naturally thought well a rainbow would look nice above our heads with the lighting scaffold on the, the rainbow. Then we thought well we should have an LP so we made the LP and um, it started going from there. In 2001 this week John Lee Hooker the blues singer and guitarist died in his sleep at age 83. From the television in the United States from 2001. Legendary blues man John Lee Hooker has passed away. Born in Mississippi, Hooker was one of 11 children born to a sharecropper and his wife. Hooker's stepfather taught him to play guitar, and he turned that skill into a career that spans six decades. I don't know about you, but I find this a little hard to listen to. But in 1963, obviously he would become who he became. But little Stevie Wonder first entered the US singles chart with a song called Fingertips Part 1 and 2. 13 years of age, Marvin Gaye on drums. It just doesn't do it for me, though. Just a little bit of soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clap your hands just a little bit louder. Clap your hands just a little bit louder. This week in music history, a week in less than 10 minutes. In 1981 this week, Mark Chapman pleaded guilty to the charge of murdering John Lennon in December of 1980. He was sentenced to 20 years to life, and he's still in there. Do you remember 1980? ...to their apartment at the Dakota, where they were shot by a man who has been described, as you have said, by the police as deranged or a kook or something like that. Immediately, John Lennon was brought right here to Roosevelt Hospital. This is only about 13 blocks away from his apartment. In 1966, while we're talking about John Lennon, the Beatles had their 10th consecutive UK number one with the song Paperback Writer. And another number one, this time from 1990, when Elton John was a happy bunny, finally landing a UK number one all by himself. He did get there with Kiki D in the 70s, but this was the thing that got him there in 1990. And that's enough of that. In 2010 this week, 62 years of age, Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers underwent a liver transplant. He says that, well, drinking had done him a lot of damage and every day he had was a gift. The gift lasted another seven years. Greg died in 2017. I went through a long period of my life of drinking. I mean, serious drinking. I mean, I was drinking about a quart of vodka every day in my life. And if I didn't, I would get the delirium tremors, the, the DTs. And I mean, you'd have bugs crawling all over you and... It's some diabolical stuff to some people. And that is a look at your week in music history from June 19th until 23rd. Thanks a lot for checking out our podcast. We'll do it again next week for you. And you can find out more every single day on Nova.ie.